Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, Fightful.com podcast, December 1st edition. We are joined by Matt Riddle. He's in China. What time is it in China, Matt? It is 3.17 in Beijing, China, and I'm not even calling it China. It's Brina or Brona. Oh, Bro- come on. I'm taking over. They love me here. They, the women stop me on the streets just to take pictures, and I'm not kidding. It's a good time. They, so you have, you've been stopped just to take pictures because you're then, tall? Do they recognize you? What's going on here? They they just said, they came up to me and they go, you are a gorgeous man. You're so handsome. I'm so shy. Can I get a picture? And I'm like, sure. They didn't even know I was a fighter. And then when I told them that and the pro wrestling, they were really smitten with me. So things are going good. The people in China they love some watch bro. out. The, the riddle wife is nobody to mess with. The riddle wife is nobody to mess with, but I don't think she has anything to worry about. She's she's a premium stock stallion. You know, she's got it all going on for herself. And not that the Chinese women don't, but my wife's a little above the rest, in my opinion. Fun fact here, I, when you added me to Facebook the other day, well, first, my Facebook is like super incognito, which I was like, damn, Matt found me. But Oh, dude, I found you. I recognized your wife from a friend of mine's Facebook, Randoline Sargent. Her brother, you know Randoline Sargent? Her brother is a pro fighter out I here. I know undefeated he is. pro fighter. Does he? He looks fight? just like Matthew. He looks like Matthew McConaughey, doesn't he? He does. Isn't it? He does. Isn't it creepy how much he sounds like him too? It is. It is. I can't believe he's still undefeated. Is he still competing? He's in and out. He's he actually got into some commentary. I was talking to him uh, last week. Maybe do something for the site in the future, but. Yeah, uh, Randoline, I don't know her that well. I know uh, her brother a little more and uh, a friend of mine who was an All-American in track at Kentucky uh, actually knows her. So it's it's all a social media thing, but I was like, wow, I know it's a very small world apparently. My, my wife is very good friends with Randoline. She would come over to the house when we lived in Vegas all the time and hang out with me and the kids and all that stuff. What I want to know is – I, I, can I get some of those genetics? Randoline beat Stone Cold Steve Austin's Skullbuster Challenge. She is a machine. 
her brother looks like friggin' Matthew McConaughey, ripped, great shape, really talented dude, undefeated MMA fighter. I'm like, come on, I got shortchanged here. Yeah, I mean, they got pretty decent stock. They got some pretty decent stock, but you know, that, that's just how it goes sometimes, Sean. You can you can never uh, yeah. you, you never want to be wishing you had something. You just got to be happy with what you got, bro. Like me, Absolutely. you know. I'm not built like Matthew McConaughey. I'm built better, so it's not a big deal. You're, you're built. You're built like Dallas Buyers Club, Matthew McConaughey. The yeah. oh, oh, bro, that's fucked up, dude. <laughs> he he was like 150 pounds in that movie. I'm like 200, 205, man. Sure I would like movie. them to get like like Ben Sargent at his most jacked, and then put him next to Matthew McConaughey at his Dallas Buyers Club level. Dude, now that you mentioned Dallas Buyers Club level, I got a feeling next week's poster is going to be me as Matthew McConaughey and Dallas Buyers Club. I'm going to be fucking yes. furious. I'm going to be furious, I'm gonna be fucking so furious about that one. I'm so ready for it. Oh, man. Get a little business out of the way, guys. Check out our good friends at Fresh Clean Teas. Style is constantly evolving, but one thing never goes out of style. And it's a well-fit soft T-shirt. For any occasion, Fresh Clean Teas is a super flexible service allowing you to change sizes, skip shipments, or pick between shipments and one-time shops. Premium t-shirts without the premium price. As one customer said, he is the Indiana Jones of t-shirts, and fresh clean tees are his holy grail. Check out the Premier uh, t-shirt subscription box and save 20% with the code FIGHTFUL. Also, guys, check out our sister sites, Trig Tent, Draft Beast, all that good stuff. We need to get a Bro Riddle Bro site. Bro. Good pitch right there. Oh, you, you don't even know. but Dude, I, I don't was, even know. That was impressive. I'm like, dude. It dude. used to be my thing, man. I used to sell ads for a living for the, the old podcast I did. Like, on it loved me. They loved me. You're good. That was fantastic. I'm going to go get a fresh tea right now. You, sh- you need one. I, I know. I know. But I just got it's, out the shower. It's a little hot in Beijing in my hotel room. You wouldn't room. be naked on our podcast if you subscribed to Fresh Clean Teas and used that 20%. That's true. Off. So next next week, you will see me in a nice fresh tea. Curious yeah, there tea. you go. So there's there's a lot going on right now, Matt. Did you hear about the MMA Athletes Association, which could affect you? I, I did, hopefully in a good way. But, yes, I, I did see it. I saw what Kane, Donald Cerrone, GSP, uh, and I, a bunch of – a couple other guys I saw up there on the list. And Dillashaw and Jordan Rebney. Nice. Yeah, I wasn't able to read it because I'm in Japan. They kind of – or China, so they kind of limit your internet access. So I wasn't able to pull up the read, but it looked it looks intriguing. So Bjorn Rebney, of all people – to, to to captain a fighter friendly fighters association. It's a little weird that it's Bjorn Rabney, but whatever. He says that they are starting an association, not a union, because fighters are independent contractors. What they want is a settlement to affect fighters like you, Matt, who are no longer in the UFC, who gave your heart, your soul, your body to the company. Uh, also, oh they- God, oh God, dude! If they had to pay me out some money right now. I would literally, oh, that would make my 2017 or whatever year happens, if it ever happens. That'd be the ultimate, just fuck you, bro. You got to pay me for my time. I would hope that you would come on our podcast and make it rain. Oh, bro. I don't really give me a hundred bucks. I'll get it all in ones and just 
just make you it might fly. not ever do the podcast again if they they give you enough money. So oh, I don't I don't, want, I don't want you to get any money. Dude, I do this podcast not for the money, but for the love. The love of the fightful <laughs> podcast, bro. That's right. So they got some good names involved in this. GSP. Uh, Tim Kennedy, who, man, Tim Kennedy was passionate about this. And he says, you know what? I've still got years before I can even retire from my military job. And if you believe the military won't fuck me, you're wrong. Uh, so uh, Kay Velazquez, GSP, TJ Dillashaw, Tim Kennedy, Donald Cerrone is a real good one. And Donald Cerrone said, listen, I'm scared, but this has to be done. And I like that approach. Now, there are some questions about this, like who's funding them and why would they fund them considering there's not supposed to be a profit on a fighters association. It's supposed to just go to the fighters. But but what do you think of this move? We've seen some moves like this in the past, Matt, but we've never seen this with four to five high-level UFC stars. Yeah, honestly, I'm excited. I'm excited, especially with, you know, I didn't expect Patron Redney to, or, to hop on that, but if he's on, on board, that's even better. You know, that's more, more power to him. And honestly, I hope they – I remember when me and John Fitch, before we were both five, we were actually in the car talking about a union or a fighters association, and literally we both got shit canned like three weeks later. And, you know, it's – but I really – I wish all those guys the best. I really hope it goes through, and that, that's what – that's the direction this sport needs to go in, you know. So, fingers crossed, man. Damn media call I was on yesterday about this lasted two hours, Matt. Ooh. Two, two hours. I don't think I can talk two hours about anything. I can't either. And, but they did. They did. Um, Bjorn Rebney tossed around the idea of a potential labor strike. He says that fighters get 8% of what the UFC brings in. That is an absurd number. That is an insane number. He said that his most successful years when the, he paid the athletes 53% of revenue. Now, to be fair, I don't know how many successful years Bjorn Rebney had at the head of Bellator because they fired his ass. Uh, but I think that number needs to be pushed up to at least 50, Matt. I Well, it can't be 8%. That's absurd. That really is. Even pushed up to 20% would probably change a lot of people's lives in the UFC, you know? It, it would take so, the minimum. It would take the minimum payout. From ten thousand dollars up to twenty four, twenty five thousand per fight, and that's that's a big move. Just it, just twenty percent. It really is, and I'll be honest. When they got when they fired me, yes, they had their reasons. But one of the big reasons was they were paying me like twenty five and twenty five a fight, and they would rather pay an Ultimate Fighter contestant eight and eight right off the belt, you know, right off the show, and then that Ultimate Fighter contract lasts for seven fights or eight fights or however long, and you literally had to win three fights in one calendar year to get a $2,000 raise. Wow. That, that's yeah, how that – Bro, I went on a – about how bad those were. Bro, it was horrible. I went on a three-fight win streak. I'm like, oh, I'm finally going to get a raise. And they're like, sorry, it wasn't in one calendar year. And that's they, that's and, super weird. And Joe Silva books your fights, so they know what they're doing. They're not going to give you three fights in a calendar year after the Ultimate Fighter, so they can't, so they won't get a raise. They do it on purpose. And there was a period where people were just passing up the Ultimate Fighter. They were like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'll get here on my own." Yeah, and you get the good thing about the Ultimate Fighter is you get a lot of good TV and press, but at the same time, you sell your you sell yourself like you. They own you. And you have no really right, no 
right to negotiate or anything. They just own you. And that $100,000 contract isn't a $100,000 contract. It's if you fight like six times, you'll make up to $100,000. Sure. <clears throat> so it's like so, a $15,000 contract, really. Eventually, did you fight out your ultimate fighter contract? Oh, yeah. I fought all my fights on it, and they had to rewrite me a contract and pay me more. And then I was getting fight of the night, submission of the nights, and all that. So they kept increasing my pay accordingly. And then they were really furious with my last fight because – I talked a lot of shit, told him I wasn't going to finish Che Mills, and I didn't. I took him down and rode him, you know, and beat him up enough where I didn't get stood up. And then they said, don't come to the press conference. And then they fired me two days later. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of, uh, we've, we've spoken before about Gerald Harris. I did a long-form feature on him that is up on Fightful.com. Guys, go check that out. He fights tomorrow night at Legacy oh. Fighting. Oh, one of Awesome. Yeah, one of your uh, tough seven guys, which I'm excited to see that. He, you know, honestly, it's so weird because you all have so many parallels. Like, you both came from the Ultimate Fighter season seven. You both have the wrestling background. You both put on some really badass fights, and then all of a sudden you're cut, and it's like, what's going on here? Kind of weird. Yeah, I remember even on the Ultimate Fighter, Gerald Harris lost to Amir Sadala, and he was whooping Amir's ass. Amir caught him with a knee, and they stopped it for a TKO yep. stoppage. And they literally didn't even give him a contract after that. He had to fight multiple times, and then they gave him a contract. Then he had like that slam knockout and a couple other good fights. Had one bad loss. It wasn't even bad. It was just a loss. And he told me, he told me in the fight, like that Mikel Falco fight, it was a horrible fight, but um, there were a lot of weird things. Like the clock stopped early. He got knocked out in the first round and he said he had no idea where he was for the rest of the fight. No idea. He was just on autopilot. But I mean, that David Branch, you you look at where David Branch is now. He's a double champion in World Series of Fighting. And Gerald Harris put him through the mat. Yeah. And but you see, that's the weird thing about mixed martial arts. Dave Branch right now is on this pedestal, and Gerald Harris people aren't even talking about. And let's be honest, they're probably on the same level. You know, it's just that he's gotten a little more opportunity. I asked Gerald if he would fight David Branch again. And he said, "Hell no, he'd kick my ass." Oh, so. Gerald is hilarious. He would. He would. He, still is, take he, the, he would take the fight for the right money. He knows. He's a stand-up comedian now, too. But, yeah, guys, check that out on Fightful.com. Uh, of course, we'll have a recap of Gerald's fight. There's a lot of stuff this weekend. There's two Bellator shows. There's a UFC show. There's a WWE TLC. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the, the Fighters Association uh, really quickly. What do you think, like, about these names being involved, as opposed to you? You've had other ones that have, like, Leslie Smith, who has thrown her name in the, in the ring here. Randy Couture, who's not active anymore. How important do you think it is to have active, high-level fighters in the UFC involved in this? It's it's important. It's the only way it works if there's active athletes involved. If, uh, if you're retired or anything and then you make a stink about something, it really doesn't affect anything because you're not competing for the company. But if Donald Cerrone, like, you know, let's be honest, the big one that if he got on board would probably change the game. And, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of him. But if Conor McGregor, if Conor McGregor got behind the Fighters Association, it'd be fucking lights out. They would have to do it because he makes way too much money, he has way too much power. And he, he right now he's running the UFC, let's be honest. He, he's the Speaking only money making guy on that roster because they're the only guy that put, they push, really. 
Speaking of, GSP talked about it, and he, he was asked what he thinks about Conor McGregor joining, and he said, you know what? I think Conor McGregor is not a coward. I think he knows what's best, and I think as a human being, he understands the power that he has and that he can change it not just for him but for everybody because if this happens, not only do the fighters get paid more, Conor McGregor jumps up from that crazy 8 to $9 million all the way up to about, oh, maybe $70, 80000000 Well, he's, he's making money for the company. He deserves it. Just like a Floyd Mayweather, people say it's outrageous what he makes, but look at the pay-per-view buys. Look at all this. Look at his record. Look at everything he's done over the years. He deserves that money. Just like, honestly, I hate to say it, Conor McGregor deserves that money. He keeps winning. He keeps beating people up. He keeps putting asses in seats. He keeps selling pay-per-views. The guy's legit. Also, whoever is advising Conor McGregor, they're on top of their shit. Do you know what he did yesterday? What's that? In the middle of this break, in the middle of a fighters association, in the middle of him saying, hey, you all better pay me more, more, give me some equity, and no news about that coming out, he got a boxing license in the state of California, Matt. I did. I saw that Conor got a boxing license in the state of California, and people are like, oh, the fight's coming. I think it's smart. I think it's good negotiation, like like a good ploy. I think, honestly, at this point, he's done so well in mixed martial arts. If he goes over to boxing, even if he isn't successful against Floyd, he's still successful because he went into yeah. Floyd's world of professional boxing, and he's competing, and he's making money. So sure. me, me, I think it's a win-win. And me personally, I think Connor has a great chin, and he's tough enough. He's big for his weight. Do I think he can outbox Floyd? That's a little tricky to call. But I think he can go the distance. I think he can go 12 rounds. Imagine how that would – I'm interested to see how his style would work in boxing because he's got a tough chin for MMA. you got a tough chin in MMA, I guarantee you're going to have one for boxing. Oh, of course. Yeah. And we've seen people like Chris Cyborg, who is lights out in MMA, go over to Muay Thai, and she got beat by Jarena Bars. Now, Jarena Bars is top, top, top Muay Thai. Um but I, I think it's an ingenious thing to do uh, for Conor McGregor. Hey, he's going to take five, six months off. Explore wrestling. Explore boxing. See what's – or at least give the impression that you're exploring it. Yeah, Not. give the impression that you're exploring to make the UFC, you know, worried and hungry for you again and maybe make them give you the money you deserve. Or, like I said, I think you should – I think we both agree in GSP. It's like – if you got on this fighter association, it's lights out. The UFC has to do what he says. I, and yeah, I, hope, I hope he knows he has that much power. Because right now, the UFC, this is the thing. If you started the fighters association, demanded more money for everybody, and the UFC made the bold move of firing him, which they couldn't do. Because right now, he's the money. He's so money. I, I couldn't money. agree more. I couldn't money. agree more. Um, <laughs> uh, we have a few... Well, a couple big fights this weekend. Mighty Mouse Johnson, technically it's a big fight. They're small guys, but a big fight. He's taking on Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott won the Ultimate Fighter Season 24, one of the worst kept secrets. Here's the thing about Tim Elliott, Matt. He was fired from the UFC last year after he lost three fights in a row to top-level talent. Since then, he he won three fights in Titan, four fights in the Ultimate Fighter, so he's riding like a seven-fight winning streak, jumping in there with one of the greatest fighters of all time. How do you think it goes for him? I think he loses. The, the thing about I think the thing with the one twenty five division that it doesn't have the same 
impact as the other divisions is I don't see that like one punch knock power from a random person. Certain people yeah. have it at that weight class, and it's really hard to have that kind of power at 125, especially when those guys are so athletic. Those guys are probably sparring like lightweights and welterweights and doing fine, you know? And then when they fight each other, they just don't have the same power, you know? But extremely entertaining and I mean, I wish that guy had the best of luck, but Mighty Mouse is probably the best pound-for-pound fighter. Eh, well, he's definitely the best fighter at that weight class. You know, it sucks that, yeah. you know, you can't really mix him up in other weight classes because he's so small, but he's extremely talented. You don't see a lot of knockout power really below 170 consistently. You see no. it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I mean see, like you got your Jeremy Stevens and stuff like that that still have that knockout power at the lighter weight classes, but you're absolutely right. It's it's really hard to generate that kind of torque and that kind of weight behind a punch or kick at that weight. I mean, even for a couple of years, Ronda Rousey at 135 pounds, she was the only pe- person knocking people out cold. Like there, were, which is kind of weird to think. Which, with her background, she was knocking people out cold. But like even Cyborg, she was TKOing people, not knocking them cold, like overwhelming them. You don't see it a lot, but um, uh, you know, it's. It, like when when Mighty Mouse knocks out Benavidez, that's cool. He had like he didn't have one punch knockout power against Cejudo, but he had like seventy four knee knockout power. That was sick. Yeah. That was he just uh, he abused Cejudo. The dis- the disrespect that he showed Cejudo. He was like, "You're an Olympic gold medalist. How about I start the clinch with you? How about you take me down and I put my feet inside your thighs and launch you into the air like you're a child." Then I'm just going to knee you until you give up. Yeah. I mean, that's the best part about MMA. You can just grab somebody, knee them until they fall. (laughs) And then keep punching them. Keep punching them until someone stops you. And you get paid for it. It's great. (laughs) So our current events uh, section last week was kind of popular. So I got a couple for you, Matt. (laughs) Okay. A Chicago politician who spoke out against squirrels was hospitalized by a squirrel last week, Matt. Stop it. That's not real. It in October, real. yes, in October, Howard Brookins Jr., the alderman for Chicago's 21st Ward, denounced Chicago's furry t- tree-dwelling neighbors, saying that their chewing of the carb- garbage bins were costing taxpayers $300,000. While he was biking down the Cal Sag Trail on November 13th, a squirrel ran out in front of him, wrapped itself around the spoke of the bicycle, causing him to land on his head, fracturing his skull, breaking his nose, knocking out teeth. Uh, I feel like the squirrels know him. Like, he's he's probably, (laughs) he must talk some shit or something. Because to say that about squirrels, that squirrels are costing your city $300,000, and then to be riding a bike on a trail, a squirrel gets caught in your spokes, you flip over your handlebars, break your skull, and lost a tooth, you said? Yeah. Dude. Maybe a few teeth. A few, a few teeth? teeth? You know, I'm not yeah. going to lie. If you lose a few teeth, what kind of, how fast was he going? I don't know. And was he wearing a helmet? Yeah, that doesn't sound legit. Surely. I mean, if he fractured his skull, there's no way he's wearing a helmet, he's right? He's not wearing a helmet. And, you know, if, if look, yeah, that's, you know, you'd think a professional like that who's going to talk shit on squirrels would wear a helmet, but that's what you get. The alderman, la- <laughs> the alderman later said that the squirrel was like a suicide bomber. 
<laughs> Suicide squirrel. Squirrel did die. Squirrel I would, ima- I would imagine. Think about it. What cost though? Those medical bills. That's probably the <laughs> medical bills. Three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Ooh. Oh man. Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, he says, I can think of no other reason for this squirrel's actions and then it was like a suicide bomber getting revenge. And and he he was lighthearted about it, but man, that's some that's some irony right there. That's Damn. intense. That's the fire circus. Intense. You have a lot of squirrels in your hood? Are there I a lot do. of squirrels in China? I haven't seen too many squirrels in China. I haven't seen too much wildlife in China other than on my table when I eat it. Huh. Hey. Yeah. I'm in the city, though. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I got some duck last night. It was pretty good. Jealous. It was. We, we literally they had fish in an aquarium. You just picked a fish, and they fried it up and threw some sweet sour sauce on it. Damn. Yeah, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the food like over there? Is it any good? The food's extremely good, extremely good. Uh, it, it, then again, you, you got to know what to get. You know, if you just get like, like the first night I came here, I went to a buffet and I picked up something that was called the chef special. Big oh. mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. It was like ham and flounder with like. Oh, some I love flounder. But it's ham and flounder mixed. That's weird. Yeah. So like, and, and then they had like a weird cream, creamy Asian sauce, like a cream of sun young guy or something. It was <laughs> not good, bro. Not good. But then today I had the duck and then the breakfast. They had an English breakfast. It was good. Some sausage and eggs. There's a place around here that does potato crusted flounder. Damn, Ooh, that awesome. sounds amazing. It's potato awesome. Potato crusted flounder, and they probably like crust it and then deep fry it, so it has like a fried like a tater I think, top. I think they, I think they fry it in the skillet. I th- it's, yeah. it's like at a Bob Evans around here. It's pretty good stuff, man. I always the thing. The only bad thing is that they're like not cheap, but I, and one doesn't fill me fill me up. Like oh. one piece of flounder is not going to fill you up. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst when they're not cheap and they don't fill you up. Son of a yep. bitch. Son of a bitch. Oh, another story. This is a good one. Our boy Ooh. Graham, who did, who's done some of the great art for the podcast lately. Uh, follow him at Graham underscore Williams, you guys. <laughs> Hazelnut loving st- thieves stage a $30,000 Nutella heist, Matt. A $30,000 Nutella heist. I mean, I like Nutella myself and my kids yeah. love it too, but a $30,000 Nutella heist. I've I didn't never want Nutella. Had Nutella. I, oh, it's, it's, it tastes like chocolate, but it's healthier because I think it's made with hazelnuts, right? Yeah. 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 yeah it, it tastes good. I couldn't imagine somebody setting up a $30,000 heist for Nutella, but when. So here's, here's what's up <laughs> there is a story about a luxury car crime ring. Uh, they made off with a shipping container full of Nutella, thinking that it was cars. So instead of luxury vehicles, they ended up getting $30,000 worth of Nutella. How pissy would you be? Imagine you, you get your crew. You get your Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster. They're all driving their Honda Civics underneath semi-trucks and shit. They shoot their bat grappling hook, and then they get it off, and it's Nutella. 
That I mean, I know how they felt. <laughs> you know, like they were <laughs> fucking pissed. But dude, that's that's just amazing. Like that, like that's my luck. If I was like invested that money into a heist, I'd be like, yeah. And then I'd open up the storage container, and be like Nutella. But my kids. You remember Lee happy. Murray? Murray, the fighter who like was a part of the biggest bank heist in like England history. No, I don't remember. I heard about it. Man, I think he's still in prison. He but he's be. like supposedly. From what I hear, like on shows, he's like uh, Dana White. Dana White called him a scary son of a bitch, and I don't mean as a fighter. He's thirty nine years old, but uh, yeah, he's he's spending twenty five years in prison because, uh, gosh, I feel like he stole. I don't know how much money it was. Oh, geez, it was millions, millions. Like I think they, I think they've made movies about that, but I'm not sure. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you, you never know what your future holds after the UFC, Matt. Hey, I mean, I you know I just ended pro wrestling. I was like, just follow my heart. Follow my heart. Took me right to pro wrestling, and it, I'm never gonna look back. It's amazing. But right now I'm in China, and we're setting up some MMA fights with uh with this company called Wu Wu Chu Tao. Was it? I have it on a hoodie. It's Wu Chu Tao. Or Wu Cha Tu or something. It's how, how's that going to work? Explain that to us. So uh, we're having fights in uh, March 18th. We got a fight team from uh, Vegas, Syndicate MMA. I used to train there amongst other players in Vegas. And we put a team of six men together. They're going to fly out to China. And they're basically going to fight uh, Chinese, Russians, and Brazilians. And kind of like an international contest, but here in China. And uh, and uh, if you notice, a lot of MMA promotions right now are kind of more like, you know, trying to copy what the UFC is doing, like heavy metal music right before the intros and kind of going for that, yeah. like, alternative group. And me personally, and, uh, you know, here it's more traditional, and we're trying to kind of go more like a, almost like a pride route. Like, we want it to be more like more ceremony, more tradition, more like we want to put the fighters on a pedestal. Because that's what they deserve. And when you do that, and we've seen it in the past, you build stars. And that's our goal. We're yeah. here to build stars and build the future of mixed martial arts here in China. So does the does the promotion have a name? Yeah, it's, or is it yeah, it, yeah, it's a Wu Tao. Cool. Have they, have they ran stuff before, or will this be their first time? This will be their first mixed martial arts event. They've ran other events, like other global events. And uh, and the one who's uh, running it is uh, a grandmaster in kung fu. Like the dude literally holds records for pushing cars with arrows in his eyes. Like he had an arrow what? in his eye and he pushed a car with it. Like just what? with, bro, bro. And I saw this guy. I saw this guy yesterday. I'm shredded mini wheat. This guy didn't look too shredded, but then I saw him do that, and I'm like. Shit. Arrows in his he, eyes. That's the story here. Arrows in What do you mean arrows in his eyes? The, the point of the arrow was on his eyelid, and then he just... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, Tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Pushed his face and head until the car started moving. No, there's Bro. A, oh god. Bro, like dude, dude, I put my thing I put a stick on my eye. I'm going blind, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, no way. It's, dude, it's your inner chi, bro. Jesus Christ, with his eyes. With his eye and he has a, he, another wreck. Oh, he held his breath for 45 minutes underwater. Is he like Cyclops? Is he Scott Summers? Is that who he is? Does he like have like lasers? Dude, he's impressive. He's impressive. They showed him doing all sorts of movement stuff. He said he's going to spar with us this week. So I'm just hoping I don't get my ass completely whooped by some older kung fu master here in China. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're going to get the shit out of him. Because my boy Kenny over here is going to film it. And the last oh. thing I need is that to go go viral. <laughs> I think I think you're gonna kick the shit out of him if you want me to be honest. Yeah, I'm probably just gonna shoot a takedown, go for a heel hook, end his career. We had, I mean, I've, you've been around the block. I'm sure it's nothing new to you. We had when we were starting our gym these dim mock guys that would try to come in and say, oh, well, "We can beat anybody with a touch," and I'm like, "Yeah, good luck with that, buddy." And it didn't work out. They almost got their fucking arms broken, but. uh I think you're going to beat the brakes off this guy. Hopefully it doesn't cost you a deal, though. You know, that's why, hey, it might be a work. I might work. Yeah. Hey, that's the benefit. You know how to do that. Exactly. I'll be like, oh, that was a good. Oh, man. I think you cracked a rib, bro. (laughs) Oh, God. Man, he's going to, like, just stare at you with his eyes, thinking it's going to knock you down. Dude, I hope he does one of these. And then, like, we all just fall over. Oh, God. Did you ever see the video of the uh, Tai Chi guy getting his ass kicked? Yeah. Are you talking about one where they're, like, standing, laying on their knees, and they're fighting from their knees, and the dude's just like, whack, no, no, no. It's a video of this Tai Chi guy, and, like, all kinds of his students are coming at him, and he's just, like, doing this weird wizardry Harry Potter bullshit, and then it shows him fighting just a trained MMA fighter, and, oh, he gets wrecked wrecked yeah oh like this is the thing about even kung fu and stuff like that me personally i want to believe that that energy and you can do something like that and move people like that but from my experience in life i've realized hard work in the gym constant persistence on the heavy bag and sparring and just training hard really gives you the ability to just fuck people up you know and even if you do all these movements it's nice it's relaxing but it usually doesn't help you win fights. That's correct. I have seen absolutely zero world champion kung fu fighters, tai chi fighters, Denmark fighters in my life. Zero in the UFC. You would think that somebody would pick up on that. Hey, guys, some site news, by the way. We got uh, former TNA champion EC3 and Deanna Perrazzo, who you've seen in TNA, Ring of Honor, NXT, uh, as a part of our pro series. You're joining people like Matt Riddle, Showdown Joe, in our pro series. They'll be doing some writing for us, talking about their life, talking about stories of the past. Anything that you all really want to hear, hey, they're here for it. That's a part of our pro series. We're looking to add more names to uh, give you a different type of perspective from Fightful from other people. You got people like Matt Riddle, EC3, Deanna Perrazzo opening up about their experience. I love it. Yes, now, yes. Man, I want to ask you about this 
featherweight title situation because it's weird. Oh. I don't want your opinion. So you saw just, what happened. Did you see what happened exactly? I saw that now Jose Aldo is champion. Only in MMA can a 145-pounder lose his championship after not defending it for 11 months because a 205-pound champion who hasn't defended his title in 15 months gets hurt. And that's exactly what happened. Daniel Cormier got injured. He hasn't defended his title since October 2015. One of those is because uh, John Jones, or he got hurt. One of them was because John Jones got pulled, I think. Or no, no, no. He put Dan- Cormier he put- got Cormier's been hurt twice. He got hurt before the Jones fight and before this Rumble fight. And Jones got pulled from the UFC 200 fight. So he hasn't been able to defend his title in over a year. He's not going to be back until he says February or March. I believe that's more like in 2017. Yes, yes. So they offered Rumble Johnson Gegard Musashi in an interim title fight. Given Cormier's age and how he hasn't defended his title in a long time, I'd be cool with that. Musashi's legit at 205, but Rumble turned that down. So what they did was. They stripped or they made Conor McGregor relinquish the 145-pound title. That made the interim champion, Jose Aldo, the featherweight champion, the undisputed featherweight champion. But it's not undisputed because, in turn, they wanted a title fight to headline 206. They make Anthony Pettis, Max Holloway an interim title shot. Matt, why do you need an interim champion if you have a healthy champion? I don't I don't. No. It's just confusing, right? I, you know, I didn't know that's how complicated the situation was. I just saw a meme online with Oprah saying, "You want a belt? Everybody's getting belts." And I saw a meme of yep. Oprah saying, "Like, look under your chair. Everybody's getting belts." That's that's absurd. That's ridiculous. I think at this point, like I said, the UFC's realizing they have very limited stars, and they feel like maybe if they put belts on people, people will care more. But that's not how it works. You got to give people microphones. You got to get people's. You got to get people's personalities out there to the public so they can relate to these athletes. I hope that Jimmy Van will create a fightful bro championship. You'll be the champion, but if you miss a week, I am the interim champion by default. That's, that's how it's got to work. That's how these championships work today. That's how you miss one fight, interim champion. That, that's, that's ridiculous. That's just absurd. And I understand everybody wants a belt, but come on. Come on. Did you bro. know there's a, there's a video somewhere of Ted DiBiase crowning me the million-dollar champion? That's amazing. You should probably make that go viral if it hasn't already. I should. It's super low quality and – it's kind of a bummer, but yeah, Ted DiBiase crowned me million dollar champion. So that that's official. That's official because it's his belt. WWE can't come along and say, "No, you can't. It's our belt. It's not your belt. You never recognized it. You never uh, recognized it as an official title." So no, it's mine. That's true. I mean, it's in two K, but they didn't it is in two K. They didn't recognize it as an actual title. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so um, the the Cormier thing. He's going to be out until at least the end of February, maybe March. That's him saying that. He's going to be 38. I'll tell you this. 38 years old, hasn't defended the title in 15 months, and he's probably not going to defend it for like another like three months, four months. You have to strip him of the belt. You have to. And and I would make the – like I would tell Rumble, this isn't for the interim title. This is for the title. We're stripping 
Daniel Cormier, and and they should be no disrespect, DC. But when you're healthy enough, you get you're the first one in line for that title shot. Sure, you know. But, it, at, this, it's, but it's, at this point, you're holding the sport back. You're holding the division back by doing shit like that. But then at 145, they're just handing belts away. So it's days. it's unfortunate because Cormier is the best light heavyweight that, that is active. Well, technically active, other, other and, than John Jones. Other than John Jones, who is being interviewed by Joe Rogan today. I can't wait for that. That's going to be interesting. He's Ooh. promoting that submission underground on with your boys at Flow Sports. Good He'll stuff. So, um, like, it, I, I feel bad because, like, Daniel Cormier, and I think Daniel Cormier has a big future behind the microphone. Like, I think he's going to be the guy that replaces Joe Rogan eventually because he – I, I remember watching him commentate on the, the Jones Ovent St. Pru fight, and I was like, damn, this guy is phenomenal. And he's talking about a guy that he hates. So, I mean, I can't believe, I can't imagine how he'd be against a guy that he's not biased against. So, the, the thing with Cormier, unfortunately, you know, he's going to be out. He says February, March. I think it'll be like April, May. I, I'm willing to pass. And that's unfortunate. But uh, the thing is, he said, hey, if they have to create an interim title, so be it. I understand. I see what's going on. I would understand it. And I just feel so bad for him. He got hurt twice this year, but he was ready at UFC 200. He would have defended that title. Well, and didn't he defend it against Anderson Silva? No, it wasn't a title fight. Oh, but he still, but he still competed though. Yes. Okay. Cool. I'll ask you this: Where do you think uh, Daniel Cormier would be in the heavyweight division if he fought there right now? If he just jumped up right now? Mm, not good the heavyweight division in my eyes right now is probably the most stacked it's ever been in the history of the UFC there's a lot of big like I think the champion's yeah. one of the best champions in UFC history and I think he's proven that you know and yeah I mean the heavyweight division I remember when I got to the UFC and the heavyweight division no disrespect to some of the fighters wasn't where it's at today and Kind of like a no disrespect to this guy, but a guy like Todd Duffy, who really doesn't have all the skills, but is sauce to the gills. Well, you know, just, you know, he had the fastest knockout for a second. And like, I feel like that's where the UFC was at one point where it's like they didn't know what to do with the heavyweights because it's really hard to find good, talented heavyweights. But I think now the athleticism in the heavyweight division has risen and the talent's risen. And Let's let's put it. Let's be honest. Fedor Emelianenko doesn't even want to go to the UFC and fight in heavyweight because he knows he'll probably get put. And then oh, yeah. against Fedor Emelianenko, he's a world class fighter. He's just a little past his prime, you know. I got an interesting story here. I'm pretty sure you didn't watch the Tanya Evinger fight. Of course, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, she's a pretty solid 135er, but she was the Invicta champion, uh, and she fought. Uh, Kunitskaya, I think her name was. Here was a situation. Evinger is fighting off an armbar. And to get out of the armbar, she placed her foot on her opponent's face, didn't kick, didn't stomp, just placed it on the face. The referee said it was illegal. It was not. It's not. That's a legit move. If you don't stomp, you don't kick, that's legal. Evinger had to remove her foot and then got armbarred and submitted. She appealed. It got overturned to a no contest. She gets her title back. Don't you think that's 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 well, let's, let's, scary let's, that, let's that a rep can have that power? Let's nip this right in the butt. Why are they allowing jabronis like that to be a ref? Exactly. Like why would it's just like almost like in New York City when that 
a commissioner stopped a pro wrestling match because there was a guy and a girl wrestling. And he said, you can't have intergender matches. It's like, it's professional wrestling. Yes, you can't look at the rule book. You're talking about boxing. And in this case – Did this happen at a show you were at? I wasn't at the show, but it happened in New York City, you know, like one of the shows, and I heard about it through the grapevine, and yeah. it went viral, and I guess the uh, wrestling promotion is filing a lawsuit against the New York State Athletic Commission about it, you Damn. know? And this is the problem, just like in this case, like, why is somebody, that, somebody like that that lacks the education in a position of power like that? And referees, regardless of what people think, hold a lot of power, like, especially on one-on-one sports, especially in combat sports, a ref can break up the clinch he can stand you up after a takedown he can tell you to remove your foot from somebody's face so you get arm barred like these these are these are reckless things you know and some rest will give you warning some rest will take points some rest will do, and you've seen it over the years you i've seen horrific horrific referees over the years and i'm just like i remember that one ref in canada where uh, Miss Couture got choked clean out, and the ref didn't even yep. know what she. The, Kim Couture is Kim, right? Kim Couture. Yes. She was completely unconscious, like seizuring. This chick is still holding the choke, and the ref was like, "Oh, like what's going on here? Like what? What are you doing?" And it's yeah. like you should have an like. I, in my opinion, you should be at least a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. You should have at least a couple years of Muay Thai training. I'm not saying to be a professional, but you should have to have a deep knowledge of the sport to be in there and facilitate, you know? Invicta has had this problem before. I remember really back in the day, all I watched was Jessamine Duke's fights in Invicta because, I mean, she, she was a friend of mine. And I think it was Marsha Allen she fought. And Marsha Allen was going around the other side of the ref where you couldn't see and, like, pulling her hair. And, like, it was ridiculous. Like, how are you not in position to see this? How are you not in position to do this? Like – and then uh, when, when Jessamine locked on an armbar, the ref was on the wrong side. Didn't know which side to be on for the armbar to know when to stop the fight. It was, it was rough. Uh, Jimmy Van, the, the owner of Fightful.com, said, You want a bro belt? Be careful what you wish for. Uh-oh. Well, I'll be honest. I'm, I got a thing. The next, I'll say next six months, I'll say, and I know that's a big amount of time, but I think over the next six months, I think Matt Riddle is going to be belted up. I got a lot of big matches coming up. I'm going back to England a whole bunch. I was in England this past week for Progress Wrestling against Will Ospreay, a bunch of other people like Pete Dunn, and I, I, I will assure you, by the by the end of 2017, I'm going to have probably like six belts, and I'm just going. Do they like you in England? How how'd that go? Let's put it this way. They chanted, this, this is progress, instead of this is progress. Nice. And they started, <laughs> they like sang it. it, they sang a song for me. They made a whole bro song. You know how the English do? They're like, bro, bro, sure. bro. And they, they had a whole, like, song just for me that they made up during intermission. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, it was great. I was, I was so, uh, over is an understatement. But I was over. Damn. It was amazing. And then this weekend, wrestling King Ricochet, Jeff Cobb. Saw that. Bro, my stock is just soaring. My stock is... It is. You got that fancy Evolve Flow Sports contract, too. You're everywhere, man. I'm selling merch all the time. Evolve is bro, altered bro, the king of bros. (laughs) I'm in China just doing business. 
<laughs> and you still brought your mic over there. I'm oh, so proud, course, man. Bro. Brought my keyboard, my mic, my steam machine. You're hooked up onto my HD TV right now. Yeah, I bought a VPN yeah. so I could block the firewall from China so I could do whatever I want. Oh, that's awesome. I hope you don't end up in jail. Uh, no. Dude. Dude. So I get here, you know, I'm going to be away from the wife for a minute, you know. So I was like, and my brother men, you know, you can't look at porn. Porn's illegal in China. I'm like, shut the fuck up, bro. I'm like, maybe in like the 50s, you know. I get here, bro. <laughs> no. The last guy who made porn in China is doing a life sentence right now. And if what? You get, yes. And if you get caught with like a porn magazine or like whatever, you will face jail time and a fine. Really? Dude. Dude. So, Life's tough. Dude. No wonder they have so uh, such a big population. Yeah. There's only one way to get it. Only one way, bro. One way. And, uh, hey, but, hey, you know, that's, that's part of, you know, the culture, I guess. Man. You know, don't, don't, don't flog the doll. Jesus, dude. That's insane. That's just insanity. Whew. Well, I guess the, we got to follow. The pe- but the people are really nice. Like, for people yeah. that aren't masturbating all the time, they're extremely friendly, you know? Because in America, people are jerking off all the time, and they're still assholes. So, yeah, it's crazy, yeah, man. My dad went to Japan. He worked for a... He was a supervisor at a Japanese car plant, and he said because he's he's like six foot four, people would just stop him all the time just because he was big. Then when they would find out his last name was Sap, they would ask him if he was related to Bob Sap, who is stop, super, stop. who is super black, super black, looks, <laughs> yes, and not looks nothing like my dad. But they'd be like, "Oh, Bob Sap, Bob Sap," and he's like, "Who the hell is that?" And he had to ask me. Who it was? No, I was like, unfortunately, I do know who Bob Sapp is. You're like, here's a picture, bro. This is who they think you're related to. Yes. <laughs> oh shit. That's I sent him. Man. Did you ever see Bob Sapp's album cover? No. Oh. So think Thriller. That's, That's exactly. Amazing. That's amazing just, already. Yeah, it, and it was, his album was called "It's Sap Time." Ooh, that's nice. We, yeah. You know what? Speaking of, we might have to start doing, we'll do movie covers for now, but I think eventually we're going to have to get into the CD covers. Like maybe a Oh, sure. Bit. Oh, yeah. Mix it up. Can't wait. Did you say Nirvana? Yeah, we'll be naked in the pool, you know? <laughs> maybe throw an extra baby in there. There'll be two of us just floating. Uh, the, the, the Home Alone one made us look like child molesters enough. If we're naked in a pool with a kid floating around... Wait, wait. I was saying we're the kids. Like, we'll take oh, okay. the kid's body with our face. I don't want to just be like, <laughs> me, and, like me and you both butt naked behind on a baby in the pool. That will get us some heat. Or, or, it might oh, help Jesus. Our, or it might help our careers out. We might get some sponsors, even more sponsors. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what you need, right? You need more things for the WWE to Google and say, listen, we can't hire you because you're naked in a pool with a podcast I mean, guy. <laughs> I mean, but it's not my dick, you know? <laughs> it's true. It's okay oh, if it's man. not yours. Come on, yeah. Reed. Come on, Reed. Of course. That's, that's true. That's true. Well, I mean, there was a video that circulated of Paige getting a lap dance from a naked dude, and they didn't cut her, so whatever. Yeah, they, they – dude. <laughs> they let some people get away with murder. Oh, literally. <laughs> Uh, that's very that's a good point that's a good point 
so but, uh, I, but I was in high times once. So I'm a crimin- <laughs> I'm a criminal to society. I am mean, a bad person. Gosh, we have WBTLC on Sunday. I want to know what you think of a few of these matches. Oh, we, have Kal- we have Kalisto versus Baron Corbin in a chairs match, Matt. So they're still doing like a chairs a match, a tables match, and all. oh god. So yep. uh, right now, I see that match being trash city. I'm not Me excited. I, I don't see how that can be good. I don't think their styles match up well. And yeah, and what kills me, it's like you have all these cruiserweights with all this talent, and you're going to make them do 205 live, basically ensuring you're going to bury their careers. And then you're going to have Kalisto go against Baron Corbin? It's weird. Am I, am weird. I taking crazy pills? Hey, Kalisto is perfect. Kalisto's perfect for that 205 live show because he has no personality. Hey. Oh, there are a couple. There are a couple guys that have some personality on that show. Here's what I want out of this match. You know Baron Corbin's finish, right? The end of days. Of course. Yeah, yeah, that one. I hope Kalisto does like some big high flying move, and Corbin just catches him, hits him with it. Well, I mean, they better put that in the match, like a springboard into the end of days. That would be sick. Yes, exactly. But uh, exactly. yeah, I, th- I think they'll throw that in there for you, Sean. I'd watch if you're just looking so. for that. You get what you want. Just fast forward to eight minutes into the match, and you'll get it. We had a guy, like, I can't count the number of indie shows where, you know, people know show, and we got to put green people in that, that don't know how to do anything. And we gave somebody, like, a, an end of days finish where they start, like, in a power slam, then they just spin it into that. It was pretty cool. It got over pretty well for a guy's second, third match. But I, I love that imagine. move. It's a good move. Nikki, good move. Nikki Bella, Carmella, no DQ match. These two girls have beaten the shit out of each other. Carmella on SmackDown said that she was basically – going to use a chair and smash Nikki Bella's tits through her spine. I like that. I like that. Uh, Solid. The thing with, thing with me is just get physical. These girls, The girls have been bringing it, but as long as they keep bringing it and pick up the intensity, I'm all for it. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of the Bellas. I like Carmella, you know. I mean, the, the one thing I like about these divas, though, is like, I don't know, they're hot. I'll say it. I like I like hot women that wrestle. In fact, nothing Period. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, I chicks that I know like hot dudes that wrestle. You know, they don't want to see. Well, there's some sloppy dudes that wrestle too. But yeah, oh, there's plenty. But they're not over. Uh, Miz versus Dolph Ziggler in a ladder match for the Intercontinental Title. They say this will be the last match between Stop. these two. Stop it! Stop it! It's never going to be the last match between Dolph Ziggler and the Miz. You know. They really, it's crazy because they have such a huge roster, a huge roster with endless possibilities of dream matches and styles clashes. And they're just going to keep giving you the same meat and potatoes again and again and again. Uh, I think the match will be good. Dolph Ziggler's good. This is a great heel, you know. But I've seen. They've been having good matches. They've been having real good matches. They have. But I've. I think we lost Matt briefly. We did. I'll have him come back into the the chat real quick. But uh, yeah, Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, ladder match. Now, these two guys have worked together exceptionally well lately. So uh, I'm 
they say it's the last match. I'm sure it will be. These two guys have elevated the Intercontinental title, in my opinion. And that's not an easy task after how it's been uh, beaten down for years. And then all of a sudden this year, these two guys bring it back. So uh, let me just send it. Oh, there he is. Did I I get you back, Matt? You're back. back. Sweet. They tried the Chinese tried to cut me off, bro, but they can't. I'm too strong, bro. I, you're gonna end up in jail, man. Yeah, maybe, but hey, you, it's all you gotta, worth it. You gotta take chances for Fightful.com, baby. And you, you should. Do. Everybody at home should be signing up. I'm putting my life on the line. I got kids and shit for you people out there. Hey, perfect and segue. Free. And it's free. It is free. Perfect segue. I got kids. Heath Slater and Rhino defend against Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Do you think Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton are gonna be the new tag team champions? You know what? I really like the Orton-Wyatt combo. I don't know how it really works, but I like their styles of wrestling. I think they work very well together, and I think they have, like, you know, he's IRS's. Oh, we lost Matt again. <laughs> Either way, yeah, as he was saying, he uh, Bray Wyatt is uh, IRS's kid, Randy Orton, Bob Orton's kid. Uh <laughs> The Chinese are after Matt. Uh, they took that Rush Hour poster a little too seriously. And I think it was Jun Tao. He was the heel in Rush Hour 2. They're after him, man. They are after him. Uh, yeah, I think either Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton are going to win this match and the titles, or this is the split. And I don't want it to be the split. I want them to stick around. I like them. They're, they're more entertaining to me now as a, as a tag team than they have been as singles for, for years, probably for both of them. Because Bray's been beaten down so much, and I wonder if it's if it's too far gone for Bray. I wonder if it's like uh, Matt says. <laughs> I think they might. We might be done. I think they kicked me off. That's a bummer. But thanks to Matt for being able to join us from China, you guys at at three a.m., three to four a.m. Matt Riddle got up and did our podcast. Hey, if that doesn't show you the dedication to Fightful.com, I don't know what does. I, I couldn't be more thankful uh, for Matt to have done that. Um, but that is just great of him. We also have Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown Women's Championship, a tables match. Now, this one was interesting to me because you wonder if these two can go through a table. Remember, the I think it was Natalia and maybe Beth Phoenix. wasn't too hot. But they, put, they, they went through a table the other night. Maybe you need to specially make them. I don't know. I don't doubt that these two will have a good match. Interested to see how the match will play out through a tables aspect. Then TLC, Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles. I said this the other night, or maybe it was yesterday. AJ Styles will do anything, and Ambrose is looking for somebody who will do anything to put on a good match. That's how this one will end up, and I think AJ's going to win and move on to Royal Rumble because he is just one of the top talents. Top, top talents. As always, guys, please support the Fightful.com podcast by going to Fresh Clean Teas and using the code FIGHTFUL. It'll save you 20%. Hey, I'm wearing one of their beautiful, soft, stylish shirts right now. This is – I wish I could explain how soft they are. And hot damn, they are flattering T-shirts. I was like, what? I've got some traps in these? What What happened? I'm on a ketogenic diet and can't work out, so I've been dropping weight and not being able to lift weight. But these shirts, hey, they make up the difference. They make up the difference. Freshcleantees.com. Use that code FIFL 
it will really help out the Fightful podcast if you do so. Um, we are back. Gosh, I don't know. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Saturday. It depends. Uh, I don't know if Jimmy Van's audio room is set up yet, but uh, if it is, maybe we'll do a show. Otherwise, we've got uh, Bellator Friday. We're going to cover the Gerald Harris fight Friday. Ring of Honor final battle viewing party Friday. Then Saturday, Bellator and UFC, the Ultimate Fighter 24 finale. Sunday, WWE TLC. we got a podcast right after that. we got stuff all weekend for you. we got previews. Uh, John Morehouse has a nice retrospective of TLC 2011. You remember when all those guys were champions and we said, this is the future? It was Beth Phoenix, Kofi Kingston, Evan Bourne, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Zack Ryder. Not so much the future. We're taking a look at that. Um, David Tease is going to have coverage all weekend of all kinds of events. Uh, we just we got you we got you loaded, my friends. Head over to Fightful.com. All your your breaking news and pro wrestling, MMA, boxing. If you don't like one or the other, go to Fightful.com/slash/wrestling/slash/MMA/slash/boxing. Register absolutely free. You get exclusive early access to podcasts like this, to the upcoming uh, Deanna Perrazzo and EC3 columns that are coming out, uh, to our forums. You can go there, enter our Phil Singer Games Contest over in the open discussion area. Uh, register for free. It'll never cost you a dime at Fightful.com. Pitch us your best WrestleMania storyline, whether it's uh, a kickoff show, whether it is a main event, and the winner gets a Phil Singer game starter pack. I used to read Pro Wrestling Illustrated, The Wrestler, a lot of cool stuff like that. And uh, I would always see uh, the Champions of the Galaxy games, and I loved it. I, I always loved those games. So go over there and win yourself a starter pack, guys. That'll go on another week or two, and we'll probably do another contest. Uh, guys, hey, I've been using the Stay Fresh tagline now more than ever, my friends. Stay fresh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.